My name is Yessi, and I play the Dwarven fighter Grimton Steadyhand, and this is Advantage. Last episode, our heroes plotted their next actions to return peace to the watched forest. Anticipating potential invasion from a zealous spiritual army, they decided that it would be best to travel to Forest Edge in the city of Havenmere in order to warn the Empire of the Pandominion. Karl Falhide, the leading elder of Isatalos, offered a blessing to its remaining survivors, naming them protected remnants in a heartfelt ritual. Now, she will lead the citizens south to find refuge. Ulrich, Alaris, Grimton, and Morlinde face a treacherous days-long journey through the ashen waste left from the monstrous spirit Everflame's consumption. And that's where we will pick up. Y'all ready? Yeah, yo. Yeah. Always. Okay. Protected remnants of Isatalos are heading south, and the day before Elder Cyanadel and the group going to the Rock of Visions have left east, and the four of you remain among the burned ruins of Isatalos. It's just you. What do you do? I guess we head on our way north. There's nothing left here. We just have to go. I feel like if something was going to happen, maybe, and this this might fall under like Morlinde's category of, of things, like some kind of, like I don't know, last word for the like now dead city. Yeah. would probably be good. Okay. Uh, is that something that you're going to do internally, Morlinde, or would you like to do it out loud? Damn, I should have written that beforehand. It's okay. It's more heartfelt this way. Okay. Um, I'm going to pray over what is left of Isatalos, which I know is not a lot. However, this land, this city, is sacred due to the efforts of our ancestors. And this land will stay that way forever, even while the city is gone. If the city stays gone... It will still be Isatalos. Um, I know that the city was destroyed probably because we weren't pleasing the spirits, and I understand that. Um, but that just means that we have to start from something new and move on. And I think that's um, what some of the population has been doing, and I think that's where we're headed as well. Um, but also, spirits, please know that things change, and people change and grow. Um, and I think you, spirits of the forest, wanted things to stay the same and wanted Isatalis to remain stagnant 
and wow we did have room to grow spiritually we are changing as a people and as a population and i think that you spirits have a little learning to do about how people elves dwarves humans all of them work and live together in one community in one inclusive community um not a terrible exclusive um elves only everyone else can go and die in the forest community so let's get going Arik whispers a quiet yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. Joe, why did you pick that through the amen sound? Bad bad choice. I stole it from a um, something I found online where I googled a p- prayers to Coraline and I stumbled across one called the Litany of Arrows. Would highly recommend looking it up. It's super cool. Also, apparently it's Tolkien-esque. So, mm, I love all things Tolkien. What was, what was first on your list? You were going to go to the cache, right? Yes. Yeah, where are yes. we going? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the first step. Uh, so you head north, I guess. I guess, well, I guess we let Ulrich lead the, or, uh, yeah, to yeah, lead ahead. the way to the next one. Yeah, we'll follow you. And so you do it. So, Joe, sir, do we need to cross the street, the river at some point? Because there's a big lake whenever we go north. Yeah, at some point you're gonna go across the uh, the river to Havenmere. And okay. through the woods? I mean, we're walking. Well, the woods is kind of burnt down, so. <laughs> not all the wait. No, not all the woods. The I mean, entire forest is. Yeah, all, no, but <laughs> the all the watch forest is gone. It was a very large fire. continent would be like, hey, there's something. Something's burning over there. <laughs> oh, what's that black plumage? Yeah, how um, how spherical is this world on which we live? It's not. Uh, it's flat, isn't it? It's real flat, right? Yeah. So, like, how far away do you think people could see the fire from the watched forest? I don't know. I guess you'll have to find out. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get going then. <laughs> Give me a knowledge about the cosmology role. Let me just dust off huh? my topography degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Auric, give me a perception check. That I can do. <laughs> I rolled a solid three. <laughs> Auric, give me another perception check. Give you a what? Give me another, another perception one? check. We can't start off an episode like this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I literally no. rolled the exact same roll. <laughs> Do you want so, me to try again? I hate you. So did you just forget where they are? Like, <laughs> like shit, where are we at, guys? <laughs> Hold on. No, you know where you are. Uh, Morlinda, give me a religion check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh god. 
shot. I thought I lost my d20 for a second. That was bad. <laughs> That's the worst dice. I mean, I could have pulled up a simulator online if necessary, but... Oh, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> Guys. Uh... Oh, I'm not even trained in this. You're not trained in religion? Yeah. No. Right. You're the presiding druid. Currently I'm... training in religion. I'm... Uh, yeah. Tra er, I'm... Why am I not proficient in religion? That was a bad choice. <laughs> uh, so, wow, I'm a moron. Um, well, ten. I rolled. I got a ten. <laughs> um, motion to uh... magically grant Sarah trained in religion. Anybody? Yeah, can I switch Want to second my, my motion? Second. Hey, congratulations it's... on your second level gift. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to get trained in real. I'm going to take away my um, my stealth. <laughs> um, Sarah, or rather, Morlinde, go ahead and give me a uh, religion check, please. Oh, God bless. I think I know why I screwed up. My, my crucial was slightly I mean, off. Spirits bless. Spirits bless. We gotta all make sure to catch that. At least a, during your time in the wash. Once you get to the Panamanian, it's gonna be different. Oh, much better. Okay, um... Don't forget to add your proficiency. With my proficiency, it's at 20. Perfect. Willaday, all around you, the cusp is full of pain. But you feel a sense of hope from the world in the cycle of life and death. You remember that the natural forces of the cusp require the passing of some things in order to sustain others. The life of a druid is a life lived in reverence for the natural principles. But even so, your spiritual nature is touched with some sort of ache as you feel the subtle life force of a young fawn leave its body. And you continue on. Auric, there are a number of warden scout caches in the northern reaches of Isatalis' territory and beyond, where Squadron 9 patrols. The wardens are scheduled three days patrolling the trees, two days off, so these caches are designed to make that as feasible as possible. At each of these stations, hidden in the forest, is a magically sealed box containing a bag of holding. Inside the bottomless sack, Wardens can find many days' rations, sleeping accommodations, a few weapons, and a plethora of ammunition for bows. In addition to these supplies, uh, these locations have a roost of crows, numbering about, I don't know, a half dozen or so. Wardens go in pairs, uh, so if an incident of importance needs to be communicated with the chief arrow at the keep of crows in Isitalos, one of the one of the two, the watcher, stays there as the runner silently hurries off to the nearest cache, which is never more than a half hour or so away for those who know how to navigate the game trails. The runner would communicate their message to the crow at the roost, which then flies to the city in order to report goings-on as the Warden Scout returns to their post with the other. All right, so you've been walking now for, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, Go ahead and describe what this burned and ashen cache looks like as you approach. Uh, and it's very close to a river. So the prevailing color, um, or color scheme rather, is black, 
and gray and white, things like that, of ash. There are trees, you know, this is this is right around the the river itself, so there are trees. Most of them are burnt all the way down to the stump. Some are just like withered husks of what they used to be, as a some kind of dark caricature of a tree, more so than an actual tree. The intense amount of ash is not just on the ground, it has found its way into the river as well and is flowing, taint, not tainting it, but coloring it um, a bit of a gray, more so than you know a clear blue that we'd be used to. Um, the cache itself uh, is hidden, it's a little buried, um, and the outside of the box is like charred. It's magical, so it's, you know, nothing on the inside is damaged. Um, but it is evident that it has seen a fair amount of wear and tear very quickly. There are four crows in the hollowed, burned trunk of the tree that was once their roost. Their eyes come to life when they see the Warden R band that you're wearing and two begin whispering phrases. It's just noise at first as they talk over each other, but you recognize their voice. It's your partner, All Real. I hurry over to the one that sounds like All Real. <laughs> there are two that sound like All Real. They're repeating messages over each other, um, and so you, it takes a little bit to be able to focus on one, but it says, All Real, Squadron 9, survive the fire, I'm looking for the druids in the forest and I'm heading west, wishing us a Talos healing. And the other one says, All real, Squadron 9, in the deep western reaches past the burn. Stops well before it hits the mountains. No luck locating druids. And they just keep repeating that over and over, quietly, whispering. Um, I'd imagine that it has some some kind of like feed for the ravens, some kind of, uh, or crows rather, um, some kind of like food. And so I like pull a little bit of it out and give it to them and that hushes them and also like rewards them for uh, delivering their message. Um, hmm. Well, that gives me a lot to think about now because my partner is heading west and not encountering druids. Ulrich is aware of at least uh, one more, I think two more caches that are, that are west that are, um, they're a little more challenging to find because they're deep forest. There's not a lot of landmarks over there until you, um, you know, get out until you basically are making it to the kingdom of Herdearth, and like it's just deep forest. So you said there are four crows. Yes, four. Crows. Okay, so I'm gonna send one of them to the deep forest cache that's west somewhere in the west. Okay. Um, to try and maybe update all real on what's going on. You wanna? You got twenty-five words. Okay, this might take a couple of tries, but I'm I'm gonna keep it fairly concise. It'd be even better if you could try to keep it concise enough for a hundred and forty characters. That way, I can tweet it out. Oh my god, tweet it! Oh, crows. Uh. <laughs> I guess they caw, but you know, it's a bird. That's hard, but okay. I'll try this, and then you can tell me if it's 140 characters or not. <laughs> like if that's, it'll fit. That's fine. Yeah, just do the 25 words, and then I'll try to shorten it if I can. Alric, Squadron 9. Survived burning of the Watched Forest and Isatalos. Headed north to Havenmere to warn the Pandominion, I guess. Does that sound right? Is that telling me what we're doing? 
Yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. You got like seven words left. If you want. Hey, I'll just add spirits be with you. Sounds good to me. Our Auric isn't particularly no. tied to the spirits or the gods, but Aureal would be. Um, he He's an elf, and like that would be more meaningful. And so Auric, while lacking the not sincerity but lacking the um sense of belief Arik adds that mainly to comfort their friend um, um so now i'm trying to censor it so i can put it in a tweet survived the redacted <laughs> oh i like it because they haven't gotten to that part yet sorry <laughs> listeners survived what Tune in several weeks from now. <laughs> so I guess while we're here, we might as well send the message to Try. Yeah, to... yeah, Captain Try. So I'll just I'll give the scroll of sending to Yessi since he knows her. Um, Sounds good. And let him do that. Alrighty. You got twenty-five <laughs> words. Alright. So this is Grimton. There was a fire in Isatalos. Possible hostiles coming from the Rock of Visions. Be prepared. There we go. Alright, you send it off. Let's see, a few moments later, you get a response in your head. Thank you for your warning. We will send temple representatives and military force to Havenmere. Uh, I... Why? No... This you didn't hear that. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so that's your situation. Did you want to also send something to... You had a couple Warden Scouts uh, on your list to send to, right? Um, I can't remember their names. Yes and yes. Um, I'm going to be for... They're going to actually be basically the same message. The one for Amray is going to be almost a test to see if she will actually respond for for the one i'm sending down to to phil and ren it's gonna say alric orman squadron nine headed north to havenmere send status report um for the one i'm sending to emray is going to lack the heading north to havenmere part and it's just gonna say alric orman squadron nine Status report. And hypothetically, as their superiors, they are obligated to answer. So I am seeing if Emery will still answer to a sort of chain of command request. I like it. Yep, I dig it too. Steven, I have a, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, is there a outpost closer to Havenmere? Yes. Okay. Just making sure, because, like, if we're up in Havenmere, I don't want their, like, you not be able to get your messages back, because that would be unfortunate. I like it. There are also a few uh, intermediate ones. In theory, it should be, the caches should be about a half hour's run through the trails to wherever right. your next cool. I just so. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't, like, going to go up into the Pandominion and he wasn't going to be able to get any messages back from anyone, and it's just like... There's no point to doing this. 
did you send off the crows with those in, uh, instructions or did you just send them off? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? You didn't give any sort of uh, forward my emails to this address. <laughs> I'll post. Oh, that's fair. Also. Um, so who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it depends on how smart crows are. That's fair. I've just, I've just sort of assumed that there's like, because, you know, like, even we, we could talk about this all day and, and come up with reasons the crows cannot find where they're supposed to be. Um, I just assumed there was a degree of magic that, like... Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that they, yeah. they just got where they needed to go and nobody right. complained. Yeah. All right, so um, <laughs> what else are you doing at this cache? Uh, I assume you're going to loot it for all it's got, right? Slash all that we can carry it. I imagine there are more supplies than... Than just. I mean, yeah, if it's a bag of holding. <laughs> I mean, we could just take the bag, but. Uh huh. That's yeah. not really how this is designed. Are there other people that you're worried about? Other warden scouts? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, does that does that sound unreasonable? Like. Are we inside the cache? <laughs> You're at the cash. Are we in the money? I, I mean, I don't know if we're allowed to go inside them or not. It's a box. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. just like, imagine an ammo can. And like, if we really, really wanted to take a bag of holding, we should take the one that's at the, the border. I mean, there are probably like four between you and there. There's That's so many bags of holding. Okay, Where fine. We'll take the bag of holding. of holding. Jeez. Okay. We'll you take the bag of holding it. and all of its contents. No, it's taken. I, we could all have our own individual bag of holding. That'd be cool. No, yeah, it's I just... wanted the dazzle line. No, <laughs> no, this is like this is like a warden scout protocol in in terms of like large scale disaster. We are allowed to take one. There's, there's a. The oh, that, that, yeah, that that's that's in protocol. Yeah, it's in protocol. So, but only but only I can have it. You guys can't get one. <laughs> I'm the presiding druid. And Why not can't a I have scout? a bag of holding? Because you're not a warden scout. <laughs> Whose rank is higher? It's not about it's not about higher rank. rank. It's about like different branches here. Like you, this is yeah, not yeah. in you're not in our chain of command. Anyway, nice things. so we take the bag of holding and all of its contents and continue on our merry way. friend is joe sarah zach yesi and steven have an entire world in front of them to explore and i'm absolutely stoked about it as of my recording of this credit sequence the cast and i are probably good uh, like seven or eight episodes ahead of you listening to this and i'm incredibly delighted with the way that they're handling the dynamic entities at play in this plot it is beyond what i could imagine thank you for being a part of it really we also need to thank Daniel Grayling for our graphic art and Blake Bost for the beautiful overture that's playing behind me, which you can find at soundcloud.com slash Blake Bost. Labor of Love Graphics helped with our website. You can reach them at laboroflovegraphics.com. Our site, advantagednd.com, will be a powerful tool as you continue to listen to the story. There are maps, details on locations, players, and their characters. I'm also working on putting together a page for prominent NPCs as well so you can further understand the people at the cusp. 
This past week, Zach, Yessi, and I joined Sully, the DM of the podcast How Friends Roll, for a super secret collaboration project between our two shows. It was an absolute riot to record. My face hurt from laughing. You can expect to find the results of that hard work in our feed and theirs sometime in the next month. Seriously, if you haven't checked out their show, do it. You can find them on iTunes and Twitter at How Friends Roll. We are looking forward to a bright future of working together on more projects. Make sure to get in contact with us on social media too. Um, our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at Advantage D&D. We would love to hear from you. Okay. Finally, I know that I've been talking about how our mailbag episode is right around the corner, but while making that prediction, I failed to look at my calendar. I'm in grad school and it's nearing the end of the academic year, which means that I have all sorts of essays that must be attended to first and foremost. Right now, I'm shooting to have that to you in may so until then you can just enjoy our regularly scheduled episodes like this one the good news is that you're free to continue to send us questions so email tweet facebook tumblr will respond to any of them um, the other day i received an audio message from brett deaton and he'll be spliced in on the mailbag app you too can send us one by opening up your phone's voice recording app and emailing that file to advantagednd.com that would be super duper cool Thanks to everybody who's left a review on iTunes. We'll be reading and responding to all those great ratings uh, that we received there. So I encourage you to leave us five stars and a message. Um, interactions in all forms just encourage us to keep sharing our story and to help get the word out that we exist, which is a good thing. <laughs> all right, now let's return to the show. Thank you. As you follow the Charmed River north, <laughs> you come across a location that is both foreign and familiar. This is where the four of you first met while you were searching for the tools and the surveying flags that were hidden by the sprites. You know that if you head north from here, it won't be long till you come to Trail's End. You also know that by heading east, you would come across the valley with the shrine to the Great Watcher. Like due east or north-northeast? Uh, north, northeast. So, like, we could still be headed north, but also go east and catch that? Correct. Well, I don't necessarily trust the Great Watcher to actually show up. I would like to go pray at their shrine and try and get at least some idea of what the spirits want and see if from a more spiritual place maybe I can communicate with some of the druid circles that are, um eerily silent right now um so if we want to head to that shrine on our way to where we're going that would be um i would like to suggest doing that for sure shouldn't be too far out of our way Arik turns uh and just begins navigating toward there all right when the four of you last entered this valley while trying to find the halfling druid andry it was bright and lush the greens were more vivid here than they were elsewhere in the forest, but now it seems to be, there seems to be kind of a shadow 
looming as you draw closer to the stone wall that was dedicated to the Great Watcher. Give me a history check, please. Who? Everybody. I rolled a 14. Four. 15. That's a 15. Uh, who had the low one? Moreland Day? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for the three of you, besides Moreland Day, you remember Andre telling you that the spirit foresaw pain. Now, all four of you, the great stone face now portrays a different scene. Small plants and blooms begin to flourish at the base of dead trees. As you draw closer, animals return to the forest and everything appears good and well until what appears to be an army, armed with spears and bows, takes the center of the mural. Give me a will save, please. Sorry, a wisdom save. I'm never going to get out of the division. Um, well, then I rolled a 12. 17. 17. Um, wisdom saving throw, 11. Ulrich and Merlinde. The entire situation, as you look up at the wall, puts you in unease and unrest. Ulrich, how does that... How does... What's going through your mind? I mean, the, the, the general sense of, you know, negativity coming off of it, of, like, warfare and all that, is not clearly a happy thing. But also, there are, like, split-second moments where if they aren't focused on... Like, if Ulrich is focusing on one specific part of a mural, out of the corner of their eye, they see another part, and those, like, fleeting moments always appear to be faces of um, their friends like from when they were in Kolgafir. And so it reminds Auric of what has happened in their past while giving a foreboding warning of what could happen again in their future. Um, and this is like really disheartening. Morlandy is just overwhelmed by the violence of it. And um, at this point, she's not sure if that is like a past like like a vision of the past or or of the future and she she still doesn't know what the spirits want her to do so this is just adding to the confusion and the fear Uh everybody give me a perception check gosh dang it (laughs) that censorship five i rolled ten Ten. That's an eighteen. Thank God. Thank the spirits. Grimton, you turn around and your eyes fall upon something horrible. On the ground are the charred remains of a lashed platform and the burned corpse of a halfling woman. By the gods. Everybody give me a religion check. Five. Twenty. Eight. Twelve. Morlinde, Ulrich, and Alaris, you recognize this as a makeshift uh, sepulcher. In spiritual tradition of those who live among the trees, communities uh, lay their dead on scaffolding in order to be excarnated by the natural forces. It's kind of like a 
giving back to the forest for providing life. Alars, from what you know about the death rites from the Azure Keep, bodies are blessed by clerics and their spirits are given to the Raven Queen, the goddess of death, who protects their souls from the forces of undeath by securing them in her realm, Latherna. Other gods can claim the lives of particularly worthy individuals and take their essence to each god's astral realm. Um, if upon your death, your god Corallon, for example, saw your spirit as extremely valuable to their portfolio of power, Corallon would claim your spirit and take it to his astral realm of Arvindor. Orlande, in its Italian tradition, rather than blessing a soul by the Raven Queen, they are given rites that explicitly protect them from the god of death, and instead send a deceased spirit to the spirit world to become an ancestor spirit who may deliver wisdom for those who ask for it. You and the elders have performed too many of these rites in the past few days. Is this something I can do by myself? Yes. Do I know Andrew, or do I just know of Andrew? You've met Andrew before. Okay. Also, uh, the markings on Andrew's face and the way that she's positioned seem to indicate that either somebody has already done this, given the last rites to Andrew, or she did it herself. Um... Arik, not understanding at all of the specific religious significance, does just move over and to, to cut Andrew down and, like, get her, <laughs> you know, do something with with the body. Pulls out, uh, pulls out the, their personal knife, big sort of boot knife that I carry to start, to start cutting her down. Nope, stop. Don't do that. Leave her alone. Really. It's supposed to be that way. Arik puts the knife back and steps back slowly. You don't bury um, your dead here? Once the, once the last rites have been performed, the spirit is gone, and all we do is let the forest take what it can of the body, and I see why other people might think that's a little strange, but... It, it works through the forest, and it's it's good. So someone performed last, the last rites on Angie, which means that she is now an ancestor spirit in the spirit world, which is great. I wish I wish she was still alive, but I'm gonna try and pray to her. Okay. Because she was wise in life, and so I'm assuming. She would be even more so in the spirit world. Spirit realm, spirit world, what you want me to call it? Uh, whichever. I like them both. I will. I want you to give me a religion check, and mm -hmm. Grimton, I also want you to give me a religion check. Oh, there we go. 22. Seven. Excellent. Seven? All right. <laughs> Sorry, Grimton. Morlinde, also give me an insight roll. Uh, 16. Before you pray, timing-wise, in the way that the fire happened in terms of the actual uh, storyboard itself, you'll remember that everybody came to this place of power, then there was some commotion with the, the sprites and returned to, returned to Trail's End, right? Yes. So timing-wise, for Andri to have returned here 
to accept death. She must have flown here as an owl the moment that the fire started in order to give herself last rites and accept her horrible fate. Now you had a prayer? Uh, uh, before she does, Arik uncomfortably starts pacing into like sort of defensive perimeter because they don't know what else to do. Like They aren't specifically religious and are made uncomfortable in general. And this is something useful. How, how do I know that it was Andri that performed her own rites? You don't. That's just timing-wise, something must have happened. Yeah, uh, whether it was her or something else. Many times I've tried to pray to spirits, and I know that this is not where my strength lies. However, Andrew, wherever you are, I know where you are. You're in the spirit realm. I need you to reach out to me. I need you to teach me how I'm supposed to do this because I am so lost. I can't find any of the other druids. I wasn't supposed to be presiding druid yet. My community is in turmoil. <laughs> I'm running around with a, like a, a gnome and who are these people? Please. <laughs> I need guidance. I'm leaving the forest to go warn people about violent people coming from the forest, which doesn't even make any sense because that's not what the Watch Forest is for, and that's not the people that the Watch Forest creates. Angie, I need your help because I can't find anyone else. The spirits are silent. One of the day, what was your what was your religion role? The first one? Yeah. 22. So you're certainly approaching this in a place of reverence and humility and are able to tap into uh, this sort of spiritual eye that you have as a druid. And you feel comforted. Now, unfortunately, the Great Watcher is not a spirit of action, but a spirit of of prophecy. The Great Watcher sees the future and tells the future as it is to happen in that moment. As you reach out to Andri, you look to the great stone face. You see the mural change. You see, rather than this, the forest kind of ex- accepting the spears and shields of, from the army and the destruction and the clashing, you see it fight back. You see boars and other creatures charging at the army as well. You see, you see wolves and deer begin to fight back against the warriors. And that's all. You don't receive words from Andrew. You don't receive uh, any sort of special visions. But you can look at the stone face and it changes for you because of your prayer the future is a bit brighter and you look down and the corpse of Andri burned and decimated you see the beginnings of new life in that corpse and there's there's something tangible about it in the flies that are eating at the uh, at her body but also there's something reverential and hope-filled in it because that represents the coming of 
a new creation of a, of a new time. The, the forest is returning. Yeah. I don't necessarily share this with the group, but Marlon Day is really excited that she felt something. <laughs> but, um, she thanks Andrew for helping her ease her, her spiritual block a little bit and her, her pain and fear just a little bit. There weren't any words there, but there was a change and she can feel it. And that's, that's something. Morlinde, from now until your next full rest, I want you to roll your religion checks with advantage, please. And so the three of you, Ulrich, Grimton, and Alaris, you hear Morlinde's prayer, but you do not see the changing murals. You do not hear any sort of response. You're just at this decimated site with a burned sepulcher and the blackened body of a halfling that warned you that this would come. When I stop praying, I turn to the group and say that I've done all I can here. I've learned what I can. Um, and I, I know that this forest is going to be okay regardless of what we do. So let's get, um, let's get going to the city so we can warn the Pandominion of what's coming next. The forest is going to be okay. We have to go. Same though. We work at schools. Help. Send help. Do you want us to do it a new one every time, or do you just have all those sound bites saved and you can just put one in at the beginning of every episode? It's easier for me to. Oh, it's easier just to do it every time. That's fine. Yeah. I was just asking. I kind of um, like that because I can take artistic liberties every time. That's true. <laughs> I'll I'll say it in a cooling tone. I'm gonna do it in dwarven one day. You're like I am Yesy. <laughs> we should do impressions with these. Also, gonna do it in Spanish one day. Mayamosada. That would be so cool. All right, Yessi, redub all of the podcasts in Spanish. Yep, you're in charge of that. Good job. You have to do all the voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, just something he sits down and does for several hours. Thank you, Lord. Who? Not Lord. Spirits. Thank you, the, Spirits. The pop singer, Lord. 
see. I am gonna bedazzle the shit out of that bag of holding when we get some time, though. You should do it sneakily, to where Ulrich doesn't notice, and when they pull it out, they just notice that it is. Hey, wait a minute! Note that bedazzling, in this context, should be a spell. Ooh. Ooh. Do, well, do you have mm, a bedazzle cantrip? I think I have cantrip? a cantrip. You have druidcraft, right? Let me look. I feel like this is gonna become a thing. Where Morlinde just bedazzles things, like for fun, but like, like other people's clothes when they're not looking. Just like, yep, that's canon.